0: All right, Uh, thank you everyone for coming for our sixth anniversary, uh, Jama uh, Really, really happy to see all of you. So cool. There's so many of you today. Um, and uh, just to, to have, you know, stay together, um, even during this time, um, really means a lot to us. And uh, it's really wonderful to see all of you. Um, I want to thank um, uh, Farah, Mayor Farah Khan, um, who is the first Muslim female mayor of a major U.S. city. And so um, I don't know Farah, if you can see Anna, Anna, can you um like wave or something so she can see you? <laughs> Hi. Hi, Farah. Um so actually Anna, why don't you just describe what how you reached out and you know <laughs> your request is about? Because it's so cool that that it ended up happening, alhamdulillah.
1: Yeah. Um, first of all, congratulations, Farah. Well deserved. I'm we're, we're I'm you know, me, my neighbors, um there's a lot of us actually in my neighborhood are, who are who are so proud to have you as our mayor. Uh, so four years ago, we I, I saw Farah deliver the khutba, and it was I just remember that meeting was so sad and so forlorn, and half of us were crying, and it, it felt really really hopeless. And you know, four years later, now we've got a new administration, we have Farah in office, so it was it's it's it almost seems like a lifetime ago that, that, uh, that we were, we were going through, you know, the the Trump administration and, and uh, so I reached out to, to, <laughs> to the women's mosque to see if we could have Farah kind of do like a full circle, um, you know, a full circle event. So I'm glad that you it happened. <laughs>
0: yeah, I I
1: actually wasn't
0: going to ask her at first cuz I just assumed she's going to be super busy. I don't want to bother her and then our um our uh the person we had scheduled dropped out and so I was like, well, doesn't hurt to ask. Let me see. And then she like immediately said yes. So it was really uh it felt like it was meant to be. Uh, Alhamdulillah she said yes even though I know she's so busy right now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thank um you. Tried to get all my work out this morning so i had some time just dedicated to you guys
0: thank you so much. Thank um, you. So yeah, um, I you know you guys have all watched her chukba now, um, and what we'll do is just take some questions, and then um, at the end we have a really special treat today. Um, uh, Dania, why don't you go ahead and wave so everyone can see you? Uh, <laughs> uh, she is an amazing poet, um, and she's going to be treating us with some of her beautiful poetry. Um, so we'll leave that t- towards the end. Um, so why don't we go ahead if anyone has a uh, reflection or question that they would like to ask Farah, go ahead. And, um, well, we'll play it by ear. Let's see if we can, uh, you can just speak up. Um, if it's too crazy, then we'll have you type your, your questions. So go ahead, anybody. Not all at once
3: now. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> so for a house start, I have a question just as like, a. You know, for those of us that are still trying to get involved on an even more um, political standpoint, you know, like we've done the civic engagement, the community organizing, but sometimes taking it to the next level feels really intimidating for a lot of us who are not so experienced. So what are your advice or points for those of us in the Muslim community that are trying to kind of take it to the next level to reach like that point where we can actually believe we, we can achieve something as amazing as what you've done for our community?
2: That's a great question, Danya, and it's so good to see you. I haven't seen you in ages, so um, love you. Um, but I think what, one of the things that we as a community seem to miss out on is, you know, we do really well when it comes to community engagement, and then we think about running for office. But there's a whole middle section that a lot of people that end up wanting to run for office miss out on. And that's why we see a lot of our community members fail when it comes to running for office. And that's really establishing yourself within the party system. Um, Believe it or not, um, you know, it's very difficult to move forward in any political realm unless the party, either one, Republican or Democratic, they need to know who you are. And then you need to get their backing as well, because there's not only the party, there are labor folks that are out there, um, there are, you know, environmental groups. So I always tell people like the minute that you know that you want to get more involved in politics or maybe even run for office, get to get involved in your local party. Um, You know, and right now, um, you know, there's the ADEM elections going on, which are assembly delegates um, to the state party. That's where I started off um, many years ago. I ran for a state as a state delegate, got involved in the local party, the state party kind of understood the workings of it got my name out within party leadership. And then when I started progressing towards running for office, people already knew me and would be able to vouch for me. And that way I was able to push myself, even though it was very difficult, but push myself at the local level to move forward. And I think that's the key component that a lot of people miss out on is, you know, they see elections happening and then they'll throw their name in the hat and say, I'm running for this office. And at that time, a lot of the people that are going to be the supporters that are going to be the ones providing volunteers to go out and canvas and make phone calls are looking around going, Who is this person? And you don't want to be in that position. You want to build yourself up for success because at the end of the day, you're running to win. You're not just running to get your name out there, you're running to actually win that seat so you can make a difference.
0: a a follow-up question on that point you know um is this something uh that you sort of dreamed of when you were little like or did you never imagine that you would be doing this and when did that switch if that's the case when did that switch occur and why and how do we get everyone in our community um i know you gave that statistic that um what was it 480 or am i getting that number wrong 120 i should
2: how many people ran yeah how many
0: muslims 170 up from 12 uh, the last election, right? And so, um, and you were just giving the numbers about, about how many more we really need um, with so many millions of us in the US. So what was that transition like for you and when did it start?
2: So no, I was never thinking about being in politics. In fact, um, I always wanted to be a writer um, and ended up you know, going into the sciences, worked as a regulatory affairs manager for a biotech company Um, And it wasn't until we moved from Northern California to Southern California, where um, our move was pretty much in the middle of a recession, and there weren't the companies out here weren't hiring. So I found myself, you know, with two little boys and a husband that was just starting a new business, um, finding ways to get involved. Um, And so I got involved in the nonprofit side, ended up um, being hired as an executive director for a nonprofit. And from there, really got involved in what was happening within the community. Um, You know, hearing concerns from people, Finding myself showing up at city council meetings and speaking during public comments, you know, raising those questions to the elected leaders. Um, or you know, when uh, there was an issue with repealing the living wage, and I remember going up and asking them why would they do such a thing, especially at a time where you know the workers' wages are what they're surviving on. And so from there, I got more involved. I um, started working on campaigns um, behind the scenes, you know, making those phone calls, um, going door to door, talking on behalf of others. And it wasn't until I think it was twenty fourteen when I was working on a campaign, and we were all kind of just sitting around this table. And I said, you know, we don't have any Muslim representation, maybe I might run. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you the response that I got was like, what, you want to run? But well, we already have people lined up. Um, and then, you know, it went from that to, I don't know, you know, we don't know if Irvine is ready for so much diversity. <laughs> and to things like, you know, well, maybe your name isn't that electable. And that really got to me like, you know, why should any of that even matter? And so for me, in 2016, it was like, I'm going to run. And trust me, there were people that were like, nope, you can't run. We're not going to support you. Don't do it. Don't do it. I ran. I lost in 2016, but I ran again. And now you see where I am. But it really takes that passion from within to stand up for something.
0: Thank you so much for for continuing to believe in yourself, uh, you know, for the sake of our community, um, because it would have been so easy to give up then. But you didn't. And alhamdulillah, look at look at where you are now. So thank you for being that role model um, to inspire all of us.
2: Absolutely, And it's never too late
4: to reimagine your career. Never.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. Can I go now?
2: Yes,
0: please. go ahead.
4: <laughs> OK, so just to like a. a uh, Farah's comment on like a how everybody do it, did negative um, I answer she got when she wants to the first time. I think that's also kind of sometimes you did, you need that negative uh, feedback that that make you like a more like angry and like yes I it's, I want to do it because why you are saying like I can't. <laughs> so that's for your you know, for Farah's. I'll comment on that. But what I want to say is, um, I think in, um, in our community, Muslim, Asian, um, we parents, uh, and our parents and all these, they always focus on their kids to be doctors, engineers, lawyers, and you can see now the statistics in hospitals, and it came out because of the COVID, that every hospital have Muslim doctors and like that's amazing. But then we are missing out the other part. So uh, w- uh, how can we do that to the parents, like not to like a how do I say, brainwash their children. Oh, you have to be doctor, you have to be lawyer, you have to be in there. Those are like three main thing in your life, you know? Um, So if um, if Farah can put some light on that.
2: Sure. And you know, it it, it comes from us talking about all these other careers uh, making them, normalizing them and, and highlighting the importance of other careers. And then I have to say, I'm so thankful to my parents. I mean, they were immigrant parents as well. And they, we were never pushed into any sort of a, um, a career choice. Um, you know, for myself, um, being wanting to be a writer to going into biotech to now into politics. Uh, my sister is here, she's in the nonprofit world. And then my middle sister, she's um, in what the sheriff's department um, and I can never get her title right. So <laughs> she's gonna kill me. But, um, you know, we had these choices that were given to us to do what we were passionate about. And I think it's very important for parents to do the same but not only the parents, but the community members. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when yep. someone says, my son wants to be an artist, mm-hmm. need to really highlight it, say, oh my God, that's amazing. Support mm-hmm. that, pa- that family, support those parents. And if those parents aren't supportive, the community needs to step it up. Yes. And I think it, it only happens when we all are focusing on the same thing. We're all highlighting our kids' abilities to do what they wanna do because they're gonna be the best at it.
5: Thank you. Um,
3: I have a question, uh, first off, uh, congratulations. This is huge for, I think, everyone here. Um, but my question is, uh, what did you feel you had to do differently from 2016 to last year?
2: Um, oh, okay, so I will share that the main difference came between 2016 and 2018. And um, in 2016, I'll, I'll honestly share with you, I mean, I used to spend a lot of my nights crying because I was, like, attacked all the time. It made me feel bad. Um, I was always like, why are they saying these things? And in 2018, it was like, you know what, bring it on. I'm ready for you now. It was a learning experience. The first time you don't realize how horrible (laughs) it gets in politics, how dirty it gets. Um, People, if you don't even have anything bad in your closet, they will make things up and highlight them. And you know, for me in 2016, I think my opposition spent something like $80,000 against me. And in 2018, they spent Um, $500,000 against me. And that was in media, negative media, um, you know, just putting mailers out there about me. But in 2018, I knew the game, I understood it better. That it wasn't that they were attacking me, they were attacking my voice from being in that seat. And so for me, I wasn't crying anymore. I was like, all right, you're gonna say this, let me respond back real quick. And I think that's what made a huge difference. And that's what made a difference in the 2020 election, running for mayor, you know, taking out a 26 year incumbent that never lost her campaigns, um, it was the same thing, it was that confidence that you start to understand and, and understand that it's not you that's running, it's you as a representative of the community that's running, and then you have to differentiate that. So then the personal attacks don't matter anymore, it's you're focused on achieving that goal to represent your community.
0: That's amazing to know that, you know, Uh, and I wonder were did that change? Was it just, you know, internal at home or did it affect the way that you carry yourself publicly as well? How did that change? Um, How did people observe the difference?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, both. I think, you know, um, like in the forums in the past when I would go, um, I would be confident. But as soon as I would be reminded of something that was in the news about me, Mm -hmm. I would always be taken aback. And then in 2018, it was like, all right, you know what? Before they mention something, I'm gonna mention it. So I would mention the negative stuff that was out there about me and counter it with the positive. And so I think people saw the difference as well. The confidence level changes, your ability to communicate and, and counter the negativity changes. And uh, you know, at home, I think my boys saw the same change. They didn't see a mom that was coming home and crying at night. They saw a mom that was coming home angry, like, okay, I'm gonna fight this. So <laughs> I think that makes a huge difference too.
0: That's amazing thank you so much anyone else have a question
4: or a reflection so i i ask a question um who by the way i'm really uh, impressed for your courage so thanks for doing running especially twice I and mean, it does make a lot of difference um who was your mentor like somebody who mentored you and then i did send a private question to hasna but I also want to ask if you have any internship positions for young women, especially in your office, um, so just to be able to have a lineup of people who could be ready for next leadership position.
2: Absolutely. And so um, I'll answer your first question. Um, mentorship wise, you know, when I first ran in 2016 um, I actually was reached out um, by a sitting Congresswoman that I didn't even like. Um, I didn't like her because I didn't like the way she voted on certain policies. And that was Loretta Sanchez in Orange County. And she reached out to me and she said, hey, you know what, I've been there. I know exactly what you're going through. How can I help you? And I was really shocked because she was one of the first Hispanic women to be elected um, to Congress in Orange County. She took out an incumbent. um, And even though I didn't like some of the votes that she took, she saw the similarities that I was going through and reached out to me and from that day onward, has been so supportive, um, has guided me, and, and just shown up whenever I needed her. And so um, it was her, and also Assemblywoman Sharon Quirk Silva, who had a similar pathway. Um, she started off at Fullerton City Council and, and saw the same struggles that she had to go through, where people kept telling her not to run, to wait her turn. And she reached out to me and said, you know, don't listen to them, do what you need to do. And so it really helps when people that you don't even realize are are paying attention, reach out to you and are saying things like, you know, we're behind you, let us know how we can help. And I think that made a huge difference as well for me to be able to call someone up and say, this is what I'm facing, what do you think I should do? Um, And for your second question, we do have, we have a very robust internship program. Um, It's shut down because of COVID right now, but we're hoping to set it back up um, starting this summer again. And it's really providing people the opportunity um, to come in to local government, work on some pro- programs and issues that we're working on, do the research, and then we actually ask the, our interns to show up at city council meetings and present their thoughts. And so, you know, I'll share with you, I'm a big component, a proponent of um, helping women, especially women of color, um, to run for office. Um, Two, actually all three of my executive aides um, are women of color, and two of them are were right out of college when I hired them, and that's really to give them that step up um, to get the experience they need to move forward.
6: Uh, Madam Mayor, congratulations um, for winning and um, your success and your perseverance. Um, I know how it is to be beat up, and so you've learned how to to deal with it well and to um, persevere. So I'm just so pleased and happy for you and uh, go ahead and do your darn thing. You know, just (laughs) we we are behind you. Um, Thank you. Yes you. I really appreciate that. Without a doubt.
0: Honestly, I I just, uh, oh, go ahead.
6: Sorry. I enjoyed the clip, yes. Very knowledgeable, very uh, good information, um, reference to the Quran. Um, and the the way that you combined it. So I enjoyed that a great deal. Thank Thank you.
0: I was gonna say like just hearing your fire, Farah, I totally see you as a presidential candidate sometime in the future, inshallah. It's gonna happen. I see you definitely running. What do you think? What do you feel right now? I
2: don't think I can, I don't qualify. I wasn't born in the U.S. Oh, so. oh
0: boo, otherwise uh, but, you would uh, have beat them uh, all. Ma- Madam Mayor, <laughs> Madam Mayor,
2: we need some more women in the Senate and the Congress. That's true. And I, I hear Diane Feinstein might need to retire soon. She might be getting ready to retire. We have a Senate
3: seat and we need another woman. It's the first time California has had a man as a Senator. We gotta work, gotta fix that. Exactly.
0: <laughs> that would be amazing. Let's go. Let's take it as far as we can, Farah. Come on. Go, go. <laughs> it's it. Honestly, it's just awesome to to feel your fire too. Because I feel like when I do see um, sometimes uh, the younger generation really fired up and angry. Sometimes I feel, and I might be, you know, reading it wrong, but sometimes it does feel like it's coming from a place of ego, maybe, or of like, you know, how dare you treat me this way, rather than I'm doing this for the community. And so it's really refreshing to see someone um, like you who is doing it for the right reasons and hasn't lost that youthful fire. Um, you know, even after becoming a mom and everything, um, it would be so easy to just be like, oh, I'm too tired, you know, because like, I know you have a lot going on. Um, um, so how do you keep that alive? How do you keep that fire and that spirit
1: alive?
2: I don't know. I think it's just something within me. I I've never wanted to just sit still.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And for me, I need things to do. Um, you know, even when my boys were young, um, they were in their strollers as we were going to protests and marches. And now they're 16 and 19. And, um, you know, I, I've got a whole other set of issues I need to deal with uh, with them and the family component. But at the same time, this is what keeps me going. Um, and like I shared, you know, I, I don't want, I don't want to leave this earth feeling comfortable. I want to leave here doing everything that I can to make it better because I have a bigger authority to re- respond to. And 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 if I can't even respond there, I'm screwed. So I got to do this work.
0: Amazing. How does it feel, Zareen, to to see your big sister like this, and and what has that? Um, what what is she not telling us that you want to tell us? What <laughs>
7: first of all I don't want to get beat up later on so no 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 but it's it's actually funny that you say that so um I after listening to the clip earlier I shot her a quick message on our little sister's chat and I was like you know I forget just how smart you are like you're my sister and we're you know we are goofy together and we like we do Disney stuff and it's just it's a completely different level and to see her in her element it's very shocking for me and it just reminds me just how smart she is And I told her I was like I know I was like I'm so proud of you I, I and I don't think I say that enough I said it when she got elected I said it you know throughout the whole process but I don't say it enough and to have heard her speak and and I mean eloquently and speak to you know just very genuinely and and to to speak on behalf of like just a larger community than just like the Muslim community. I mean, we're incorporating because the Muslim community as a whole just incorporates so many different types of people and to be able to touch on each one of those. Yeah, I was really, really proud. So I just I it's so funny that you said that because I definitely shot her a text I was like, <laughs> I know you're my sister and I don't see this often, but I'm really proud of you. You're really good. I just I'm really happy to have, you know, heard you in that in that capacity. So this is this is great. Um, I will say that I think she's downplaying how hard she worked mm-hmm. for this. Uh, I saw her in 2016, we had actually gone down, my mom and I went down um, in a 2016 election and we saw how devastated she was. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we saw how hard she put you know, her whole heart into it and it didn't pan out. Not two years later, she's like, yep, I'm back at it. And I remember thinking, but I didn't even get a chance to talk to you in 2016 because you were so busy hitting the ground running. I'm going to have to deal with that again. And she's like, it's okay. It's okay. You know, it's just, I'm going to get on the council and it's going to be great. And I'm like, okay, great. That's fine. So she, you know, she literally I'm knocking on doors. She's talking to everybody and she wins. And I'm just thinking, congratulations, Alhamdulillah, it happened. Now I get my sister back, right? Cause I'm like, great. Now we can go hang out again. Mm-hmm. And then it's not even another two years. And she's like, right. So I'm, I'm going to run for mayor. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> great two seconds like this is hard work you know how hard it is and she's like I have to I have to I can't stand for this this to continue in Irvine I just can't do it and I'm like oh okay go ahead how can I support you what do we need to do I guess I won't see you again but it you know we we made more of an effort for sure to see each other but she worked hard Mm -hmm. and like I just want that to be out there is like if you want it you have to like you have to not only want it you have to crave it like you have to be desperate
0: for it. And she was, cause she wanted that. And, and, you know, look where it got her. So. Mashallah. That's exactly what I was looking for. I know I, she, you know, <laughs> mashallah, she's very humble. Um, so it's good to know, you know.
2: But to my credit, I will say that anytime they wanted to go to Disney, I always <laughs> made myself available. <laughs> that is true. I only had to twist her arm like this much, but she did. She made an effort. <laughs>
0: awesome any other questions or
3: reflections anybody oh can i can i ask a question too about since you were on the council for two years what are you most proud of that you were able to
4: accomplish and what are you what is a regret that you have that you weren't able to do that maybe you can do now sure
2: i think um the two years i was on the council um you know i was very very proud that even though with a, a republican majority council I was able to pass a climate action plan, and I was able to pass um, a a community choice energy program, which is the first in Orange County. It's never been done. It's really where we're breaking away from the electric company and um, working to build our own um, joint powers authority. And um, we just started our first meetings in late December, and everyone kept telling me it couldn't be done, it couldn't be done, Um, and when both of those things were accomplished i think it just made me really feel really good that um, i was doing the right thing i was um working across the aisle doing what i needed to do for the benefit of the community i think um my one of the saddest points um while i was on council was when i tried to present the dei resolution back then and um you know i had you need to get another council member to sign on to bring it on the agenda and i got her to get it on the agenda and at the last minute before the council meeting she came up to me and she said, I'm not supporting this. Mm. And I said, why not? And she's like, no, it's too risky right now. It's election time, I can't do it. Mm. And it was just heartbreaking for all the work that went on behind the scenes to bring this forward and, and not to have it um, go. And I think what the council was trying to do is maybe just even kill it at the time is to vote it down. But um, you know, I acted quickly and said, you know what? I'm gonna push this out to a later date. And um, you know, just at the last council meeting on the 26th, Uh, the same DEI resolution was passed unanimously. And so, again, it's not, you know, you're going to have setbacks, but at the same time, you don't give up. You just keep continuing finding new ways to bring things forward and getting them passed.
0: That sounds like such a story um, to demonstrate faith, right? And like, one person is looking at the reality that exists and is saying, that's all there is, that's all there can be. And I'm going to take that reality as, those limitations as my reality. I'm not gonna push beyond that. Um, Versus what you did was you believed in in something beyond just the temporary reality. And so I'm just curious, what are some ways that your faith and Islam in particular um, made the process different for you um versus if you didn't have Islam and if you didn't have that faith
2: I think one of the biggest things um, that comes with Islam is a fight for justice mm-hmm. right and then never giving up and having that faith that if you're on the right path you know that path will be cleared for you and if there are hardships that you're facing that there will be ease and so I think constantly being reminded of that and moving forward is very helpful um you know it kind of reduces my stress level because, Uh, I know that at the end of the day, if I put everything, all my effort into something and it doesn't pan out, maybe there's something better out there. Then maybe um, God has another path for me or maybe there's something else I need to be focusing on. So it's never a loss for me, it's always a new direction. That's beautiful.
0: All right, Um, we have time for just a couple more questions if there are any, otherwise we'll get to the poetry. I see one Um, question in the chat,
2: can I answer that one?
0: Yeah, go for it. Uh, Why don't you read the question? It
2: says, how do you encourage Muslims to vote who are reluctant to get involved in politics to the extent that they think it's against their religion? I could write a whole book on this. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you, it's very difficult, especially, um, you know, when I'm canvassing and I, before COVID, I used to stand outside the masjid and and I would talk to people as they were coming out um, from Friday prayers and just tell them, hey, you know what, an election is coming up, I'm running. And they'd be like, oh, we're not interested in politics. And like politics is what's making decisions about your life. So you can't say you're not interested in politics, or or you know what um, it's it's haram. Politics in America is haram. Explain to me how, right? And they would get upset when I would question them. And I think this has to do with just breaking things down for people. And I think from 2016 to 2020, I've seen a huge shift where um, you know from expecting the most minimal of Muslims in Irvine voting for me to having a whole group of Muslims texting each other saying, "Did you vote yet? Did you vote for her? She's running for mayor." that is what it takes it takes time and it takes a lot of effort to constantly remind people and educate them on the system the political system here and why it affects their daily, daily lives and you know it, people get excited about congressional and presidential elections and you have to remind them that you know what the local election is what affects you directly it's it, these are the changes that happen within a day and affect you you know on a monday morning and so if you're not involved there um, then don't come back and complain about your streets being dirty, or you know there's being there's crime um, in your city. These are the reasons why you elect people locally, so they will be your representative fighting for you. And I think it just takes time. It's going to take a little bit longer, but we saw in this 2020 election the mobilization of the Muslim community, especially for the presidential election. Mm-hmm. And so the fire is there. We just need to keep moving it, moving it, and, and educating people and getting them on board. And showing them, um, showing them their results, making them count. So making them be um, not only you know interested in the elections, but getting those that are running to become interested in the community.
0: Well, Farah, what is your ultimate dream? Like your vision, if you know all of your prayers were answered, what would it look like? So that we can also jump in on that dream and, and visualize it as well.
2: You get a good night's sleep, no. <laughs> 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 um, I, I don't know, you know, it, it's hard, it's hard to say. Mm-hmm. Um, because you just never know. I mean, I'm right now, you know, I've got two years as mayor, I'm probably going to rerun again for another term. Um, that'll take me to 2024. And then I'll see what's what's going on at that point. Um, but right now I think my I love working on my local community. Um, I love doing what I'm doing here and we'll just have to see. That's Maybe it. you guys will guide me. I don't know, we'll see. <laughs> All right, so, um,
6: so can I ask a question? I, question sure, go for it. I also have a question after Adina. Okay,
5: okay. Um, so Michael, like, um, it's so nice to see everybody. I'm sorry, I don't have my camera on. Um, I uh, just really just wanna congratulate both uh, uh, Mayor and Imam Afarra, um, and also uh, Hasna for uh, both of your patient perseverance. Um, like Ani, uh, like so many of us working in the Muslim community for so many years, um, patient perseverance, Allah is uh, uh, teaches us every day uh, through experience and, th- and through words that, uh, that that's where it's at. And your both of your stories um, really uh, are so inspiring because of that and because you have been undeterred, um, Hasna, in, in creating and sustaining the Women's Mosque of America and Farah in, um, in your efforts to serve the community at large and to continue to, to find ways to do that and bring people on board. Um, you're both absolutely right about how much things have changed in four or five years and tr- and truly how much things have changed in 20 years. Um, it was unfathomable in the in the wake of 9-11 that, um, that we would come to this day within 20 years. Um, that was our dream. And so while things seem impossible, um, I am old enough now that I can remember when that seemed impossible. Um, And so I am grateful to Allah and grateful to both of you for continuing to inspire um, and to continuing to patiently persevere. So um, when it gets really bad uh, uh, for you, whatever that is for you uh, um, Farah and if you would Hasna, um, what do you draw on to keep you going? Mm. That's a good question. Yeah, it's a good question. Thanks, Adina. <laughs> well, I thank mean, you. I've, I've yeah. been there many times, so yeah. I'm looking for advice many times.
2: <laughs> um, gosh, you know, I, I think prayer. I have to say just, you know, being in prayer during the most difficult times uh, brings such a calmness um, and a focus back. And, and uh, I think that's, that's one of the ways that I found myself Um, getting back on track, um, uh, that's what it has to be. I think it's prayer. Yeah,
0: alhamdulillah. Yeah, you know, I I think it is just keeping that conversation open with Allah always. Um, And um, I I feel like in my journey uh, with the women's mosque, um, I already had a pretty strong relationship with God going into it. And so I was really surprised to see that there was even more, that I could do. Um, And one of the things I discovered was um, just how merciful God is and how much God has your back, even when you think, Okay, you know things are really difficult. Um, you know, I I need to take care of this. No, actually, God will take care of everything um, if you if you open up. And um, and so it really um, you know sometimes we're afraid to trust and let go. But um, I I think we can never go wrong. The more and more that we trust and and uh, ask Allah for help.
6: Hasna, um, can I ask a question? And uh... sure. Congratulations on six years.
0: <laughs> and
6: and Farah, um, I, you know, I'm uh, Ani Zonovell from Muslims for Progressive Values and like Adina had el- alluded to that we've been social activists for many, many years. And Adina, I think one of the things that helps me in particular is to just remind myself why I do what I do and what is the intention, what is the niyat. I think that and the surrendering process also helps in that. But for Farah, I wanted to do a follow-up question to the earlier one about voting and how you've been able to convince Muslims to come on board and to be more um, active in the election process. According to some statistics um, and the NPR report, more Muslims voted for Trump the second time around than the first time around. And I really have had a hard time trying to understand, to wrap my head around that. Some of the excuses that was given was um, one was uh, they didn't agree with the democratic quote unquote LGBTQ agenda. And the second one was they did not agree or support the BLM movement. And, um, and I wanted to ask what your thoughts were on, on this and the, the, this increase, almost a double of, of Muslims that voted for Trump given the policies that he had.
2: Yeah, that's, that's a phenomenon. I, I think it, it's, Very difficult to understand um, why someone would vote in a way that hurts their own community more based off of maybe one or two issues that they don't align with. And, um, you know, uh, I'll share with you locally, the same thing happened. Um, You know, uh, for me here, you know, we had LGBTQ community members in our city that were asking for a better treatment and and, um, support. And as a civic um, leader, you have to treat everyone equally when it comes to their civil rights. And so um, I did help a lot of our LGBTQ community members. And I did have several um, Muslims reach out to me um, via email and and tell me that they didn't want to vote for me because of that. And my response to them was, you know, I'm here to serve everybody 100%, regardless um, of whether, you know, they align with me, they don't align with me. and, And that's important. And at the end of the day, I'm going to do good for everyone as much as I can. And so I think we need to, again, it goes back to educating our community members that there's some things that I don't align with, with the democratic party. I don't think that they're doing it the right way. I mean, I criticize our governor every now and then but I know as a whole, um, you know, there are things that we can accomplish and in a certain way that, that we saw basically where we were being torn apart um, by the Trump administration that we were being divided and we were fighting amongst ourselves. And that's something you never want. So, you know, a government isn't about, you're never gonna be satisfied 100% with every issue, but at least you have to look at the whole picture. And if you can't think of um, the Muslim ban as being something that's bad, um, having families torn apart as something that's bad, um, things like that, then really you're voting you're voting against your own self and that's wrong. So I, I think it's selfishness and, and I don't agree with it
0: 100%. For a one last question. When is California gonna secede? <laughs> Come on, we're the fifth largest economy in the world. We are our own there country.
2: <laughs> the, the US, that, that's what's happening right now. Um, you know, I don't think that's gonna happen.
6: So oh, Fine, fine. <laughs> yeah i was going to comment on that never
0: (laughs) (laughs) never say never um all right well thank you so much um so now we are going to have a a poetry performance by dania um and yeah we're we're, again we're really thankful to all of you super thankful to you farah for taking the time to do this um and to inspire us all and be a leader for our community and not only be that leader, but guide us through, um, you know, that inspiration as well. So may Allah bless you for everything that you've done for our community and may Allah make it only easier um, and give you more sleep, inshallah. <laughs> um, and and um, we can't wait to see where you go, inshallah. Um, Thank you
2: so much. Thank yeah. you. I really appreciate it. And it's an honor for me to be here with you. Alhamdulillah. Um, all right, so
0: Danya, you can take it away.
3: Go ahead. All right, thank you. So I want to second everything Hasna said uh, to you, Mayor Farah. I'm just gonna call you Mayor Farah from now on, that's it. Um, It's it's definitely a beautiful thing to see. It's very empowering and inspiring and I'm very grateful to have um, had the opportunity to hear you today, so congratulations. And congratulations Hasna and the whole uh, Women's Mosque team because this is also such an amazing accomplishment. I was just thinking as everyone was talking that is it, it's very rare. Like, what am I grateful for? Something like this, because it's very rare as an artist and a poet to be in a venue where God is cherished. Because I'll be honest, in a lot of poetry scenes, it's very anti-faith or just like, don't talk about your faith, but present your poetry. And then in a lot of faith-based places, it's like, well, why are you wasting your time on art and like talking about women's rights? And so to have a place like this, where I'm allowed to feel like myself, you know, and I've been to a couple of the khutbas live in person, and I hope we can get back to that soon, post-pandemic, and it's such a relief. Like, I was telling my mom, who was a khatiba, um, this is one of the first places where I could walk in and just feel like I could exhale. I could just, like, let my shoulders down and listen to the khutbah and pray, and not feel like, oh my god, I'm being, like, watched or judged or whatever, and so to have this place is something of utmost gratitude for a lot of us, um, and so throughout everything I was hearing, I couldn't decide which poem I want to start with because no. everything, <laughs> everything. but I said, I was like, yes, okay, that one, yes, like that, I just resonate. So for me, the biggest thing I heard was resilience and persistence. And so I want to start with this poem called Tiny Plant. Um, and I started the poem with an epigraph, a quote from a random article I found on um, gardening and weeding. And so, um, The quote is from a man named Steve Bender. I don't know who he is. I don't know anything about gardening. I was just kind of looking for this quote to inspire the rest of the piece I wanted to write. So this is Tiny Plants. And this is what Steve Bender says. A weed is any plant that's growing where you don't want it. Some weeds are ugly. Some are pretty. But nearly all share the nasty habit of growing out of control, coming up everywhere, and making you want to shut yourself in a dark room. So he's a little dramatic, but here's the poem itself. Weed is feminine in Arabic. A vicious herb nicknamed harshly for her hopeful habit to grow. Man calls her ugly, nasty, unwanted, out of control. Why does man hate what grows independent? What learns to thrive despite poison to its roots? Our world teaches us to cut more than to sow, to fear what keeps on living even after death, like the earth after rain seeps through its parched skin, like a weed after man paved roads above her home. At seven, I remember mama pointing a ginger pink finger to the wet pavement, her smile divine, overlooking the contrasting short greens. Look, she says, with God so loudly on her breath. SubhanAllah, look how this tiny plant has just enough strength to break even the thickest concrete man needs hammers to crack through. Mama's vision is resilience. Her eyes seeing beauty in everything, specifically the overlooked, seeing the hope entangled between the arms of weeds, outstretched at the marvel of survival, of rebellion, of woman's nature, How do hands defile what teaches bodies persistence? The manifestation of rebirth and relentlessness. What plants hope beneath our souls, but still stays soft in the process of breakthroughs. So that was the first one, Tiny Plants.
0: Oh yeah, you're supposed to to snap.
3: (laughs) You can do anything you want. (laughs) Thank Thank you. So this next one is called New Pieces. And it reminded me a lot of what you were saying Mayor Farah when you were talking about like the experience of the loss and overcoming that loss. And I think it's a reminder to a lot of us who don't realize that sometimes defeat is just simply a a turning point to the next phase of our growth. So this one is called New Pieces. The world puts you to the test, strives to break you. You can keep fighting against it or you can finally let it win. Choose the latter. Collapse. Sure, you lose fragments of yourself, but you learn what is meant by less is more. Shattering into pieces sharpens your edges, creates jagged redevelopments, thicker skin, exile from fitting in for good. Give in. Let the world break you, but this time around, make sure you are the one who rebuilds yourself. I love the snaps I miss it it's been so long I haven't done poetry in forever and it's just like under pandemic it's so different
0: um yeah everyone you can unmute yourself so she can have some feedback as she does
3: it (laughs) it's totally fun um thank you thank you I'm going to end on the short one um I like to end on a positive note. And when I say positive, I have a different perspective on positivity. Everyone's like, your poems are so dark or deep. Like, yeah, that's just life. (laughs) It is what it is. (laughs) Um, So this one is called Life After Death. And to me, it's hopeful because it it just kind of ties back to our faith and the concept of nothing's really over. There's always like a turning point. There's something to come after it. Based off scripture, mama doesn't call it rain. She calls it water, watches it drip down windows and cheeks, sending us messages. Nature's Morse code, tapping on the earth, soil secrets. I hear it, so much grace. A lullaby to sleep, to live. God tells us about life after death, but he shows us like this in a super bloom. let us taste it with kisses from these buds, blossoming after the spill of water on their lifeless threads. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dania. That was so
0: amazing. And thank you everybody for making this space what it is. It really wouldn't be the Women's Mosque of America without you women who make it what it is. You guys create the culture, Um, you know, you, all have opened up and shared the space throughout the years and um, have really made it uh, an amazing place for all of us. So um, thank you again for everyone for coming um, to Mayor Farah Khan, inshallah. We're gonna see you become the senator and we're gonna secede from California. Okay, no, that part's just for me. Uh- <laughs> Um, and then, um, and thank you, Dania, and and everybody for, for joining. Um, inshallah, we hope, uh, you know, we'll see you all again uh, at the next Jumma. It's going to be February 26th, I believe. Um, and so please do uh, make sure you're signed up for our newsletter so you're getting all of our announcements. Um, and uh, we do ask everybody to um, show your support. Um, monthly donation so you can sign up to become a monthly donor. Um, we're only asking for $6 a month because right now um, we know it's a difficult time for everyone. So um, if you can do that, we appreciate it. Um, and inshallah, we hope to see you at the next one. Thank you again for for joining and uh, have a great uh, rest of the weekend, everybody. Assalamualaikum.
1: Assalamualaikum, Hassan, from Memphis.
6: Good to see everybody, Gail. Thank you for the nice poem. Hello, Hasta. Thank you, Georgia. And Sister Dania, I love the second poem. That was my favorite. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I love
1: them all, but the
6: second is my favorite. <laughs> I love all of them, yeah. Thank you. And keep on writing your dark poetry. This is about life.
3: we <laughs> <laughs> Will do. <laughs> I
0: love it. Yes. <laughs> all right.
3: oh, please, thank stop. you, Dr. Amanda. Thank you for Georgia. We thank you. Yes. Georgia please pulled, su- pulled it. Yes. Go, Georgia.
0: Go, Georgia.
6: <laughs> Georgia <laughs> had to carry the nation. Yes.
3: yes. You yeah, for sure. <laughs> Came through. Mm-hmm. Thank
6: you
3: for all that you've done. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I'm so proud of the Women's Mosque of America.
7: Alhamdulillah. Yeah. Alhamdulillah.